I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that.
I will never fear for the sun to shine regardless of the darkest night. Seek for your inner voice to help you make your choices. Learn to differentiate between the truth and the noises. As a stranger here, you must never fear for the knowing of yourself is cause for great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. Great rejoicing.
joyous, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Thank you for joining me for this week's podcast. Tonight's theme is SOAR. Successfully overcome all resistance. Successful over all resistance. I'm going to have a special guest this evening. We're blessed to have Samay Rashad join us a little later. But first, we're going to start off with the praise up. What does the Bible say about success? Walking in success. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Reading and writing success. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Proverbs 3, 1, 4. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For the length of the days and the years of life and peace, they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forget, forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart so that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Prayer of Success, Nehemiah 1.11. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name and give success to your servant today. And grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now I was a cupbearer to the king. Blameless success. Proverbs 2.7. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield for those who walk. Is blameless. Prosperity and success. Genesis 24.40. The Lord before whom I have walked, will send his angel with you and will prosper your way. You shall take a wife from my son, from my clan, and from my father's house. Waiting for success. 1 Samuel 18:14. And David had success in all his undertakings, for the Lord was with him. Honor for success. Deuteronomy 5:16. Honor your father, and your mother, as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long, and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Blessings of success and obedience. Deuteronomy 2.7 For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He knows you're going through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you, you have lacked nothing. 1 Corinthians, sorry, 1 Chronicles 12:18. Then the spirit clothed Amasi, chief 
of the 30. And he said, we are yours, O David, and with you, O son Jesse, peace, peace to you and peace to your helpers, for your God helps you. Then David received them and made them officers of his troops. First Kings 2, 4, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Genesis one twenty eight, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every little thing that moves on the earth. Acknowledgement for success. Proverbs 3, 6. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Psalm 37, 34. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Giving and success. Malachi 3.10. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Deuteronomy 8.18. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Luke 16.10, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. And make plans for success. Commit your work to the Lord. And your plans will be established. Proverbs 6.3. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Empower ourselves. Inspire, motivate, and empower ourselves. Succeeding over all resistance. Because there's going to always be a test. Right? There's a test and then you get blessed if you make it through. And the strong gets stronger. You have to reach. And the most high is within. So therefore, we'll, we will never be without. In Jesus' name, you're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme. Soar. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. Respect the life that you live. Respect the life that Jah gives. And your mind lives forever and ever. So let's soar. Let's become one with the most high. Let's go as high as we can. Let's raise ourselves. Let's empower ourselves. You know, we have um, Brother Samay Rashad, who goes by the Empowerer. Samay Rashad is one of today's most multi-talented, dynamic, empowering motivational speakers and business coaches to come on the scene in quite some time. Rashad uses his boundless energy and fresh, innovative approach to putting the fun and entertainment into learning and growing as he shares his timeless ideas, stories, and principles on success, personal development, team building, and winning like a champion. Rashad is a self-made successful business leader, and he's built his success over the past 30 years in the private financing and adult trade industry. He was currently one of the founders and part owners of private capital advisory firm, Titan Capital Partners, LLC, specializing in commercial real estate advisory, deal placement, and small business financing. Rashad has taken his 30 years of business executive leadership, mentoring, and managing, and has taken the next natural progressive step to offer giving back as a business and life coach. You know, um, part of his success also comes from successfully holding a significant post in the post and um, in the secondary in educational industry with um, trade schools such as being a regional director, director of admissions, and director of career services, you know. Um, so he's weathered the ups and downs in the sales and business industry and has led teams and organizations to record-breaking success levels using coaching techniques, empowerment affirmations, team-building techniques, strategic goal-setting, and accountability actions, the plans to improve company staff, production, and profits. You know, one of his philosophies is build people first, then the profits will follow. Build people first, then the profits will follow. You attract what you are, as my mother used to tell me. You attract what you are. You want to attract better, you have to be better. You have to take note and accountability of who you are and why you are and how you are and how you motivate and move throughout the world. Brother Simei, are you there? Yes, good evening. I'm there. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Grace and blessings. Thank you for being a part of a part of tonight's podcast. Thank you so much. I'm just delighted and honored uh, to be here. I want to thank you so much. I want to thank your listeners for tuning in. And, you know, I just wanted to say right off the top that hearing your opening and sitting here for the last 15 minutes, I was just uh, intrigued with uh, all the great scriptures you gave, the notes you gave, and everything you gave prior to this just shows what a phenomenal woman you are, what a queen you are, what the greatness that you have and sharing, giving back, reaching, and paying it forward to enlighten people. So I'm just honored to be here to share a little time with your listeners tonight uh, about the 
power to succeed and succeeding over all resistance, as we say, soaring. So I'm ready to go and share a little bit of uh, my time and my mind today. And, you know, thank you so much for the oculates. But, you know, I'm here to speak and address the most important people uh, in this room today, and that's the people here that are listening. So uh, I know they have some great phenomenal stories as well, and I'm just here as a small piece to try to share and help enlighten and help maybe get closer to that light of knowledge and information that they're looking for, maybe be that key that they're missing to take that next step and go on to their greatness. Yes, yes. And so what are the steps that you prescribe to Okay, well, I'll get into it right now, and I want to thank you so much once again for allowing me to be here. And before I get started, too, let me just, uh, if, I, if you don't mind, I just wanted to step to the side for a moment and uh, just send out my prayers and best wishes to all the people that are overcoming the floods and the hurricanes and, you know, Hurricane Harvey and uh, Hurricane Irma. So, you know, friends and family, shout out, goes out to those people in Texas and Florida and the Caribbean islands that are overcoming, you know, that tragic situation, and uh, I know that they will bounce back from the situation. So uh, uh, just wanted to put that out there for them, for those that may be listening in spite of everything. You know, they still tuned in tonight. You know, yes, yes, blessing. people that said I'll be here. And uh, it just took me back to my message that I have is that life, you will not stop me, and I'm taking my future now. So no matter what you throw at me, no matter what you send my way, I'm still going to make it. I'm still going to persevere, and I'm still going to make it happen. And uh, that's just leading right into what we're here to talk about today, you know, the ability to soar, succeeding over all resistance. And it's almost like, you know, with those small four words, you know, you have bookends, and you have the succeeding, and you have the resistance. And uh, as you had mentioned earlier, Ms. Mariama, that, you know, tonight you may want to get your notepad, you may want to take something to take some notes with, and if not, you know, hopefully you'll come back and listen to this again, because I think there's going to be some great strengtheners in here that's going to allow you to listen to it again and again and again. You know, it's just like, you know, anything new that you get, in order for it to really manifest, you have to do it over and over and over again, you know, just like any great uh, basketball player that wants to shoot free throws better, he just doesn't do it one day and take one shot. You know, he may have to take 500 shots in order to where it becomes automatic and right in rhythm. And so uh, I'm going to give out some of those uh, keys that I've used and has helped me with myself and organizations that I've worked with to succeed over all resistance. So those two bookends, the success side and the resistance side, they're both necessary for the end product, which is the, the goal that you're trying to get. And so I know that just about everybody in this line today wants to be more successful. You know, if you're at a 5, you probably want to go to an 8. If you're a 10, you may want to go to a 12. If you're already a 12, you may want to go to a 20. But that power is there and that ability is there. And so we're going to be sharing some of those keys to what it takes to get there. So if you want to go grab some paper and a notepad or something to take those notes down, what I wanted to give you first before we run out of time, because that may happen, so I've kind of cut my nose short here today to be mindful of everything, uh, I want to give you some affirmations first, you know, because words are very powerful. You know, in the beginning, as, as they say, you know, was the word. And so those words, you know, even your name, you know, uh, that was given to you in the beginning, you know, hopefully it represented something that made you want to live up to the attributes of it, but words are very powerful. And so I want to give out these 
quick affirmations first that's going to be part of the mixture of the ingredients. It's almost like we're making a cake here today. And, you know, when you make a cake and you dump it out of the box, you look on the back of the box, it says add a little sugar, you put in the mix, you put in the nutmeg, cinnamon, whatever, whatever. Well, these affirmations is part of the ingredients of what I'm going to talk about today. So I wanted you to have those first and up front before we go any further, if that's okay. All right, and so I'm going to give it to you, and then you can write them down. If you don't get them now, then please listen back to this message again and copy them because it's going to be so important because this is all about the positioning of your mind. Everything great, anything that happens begins with the mind. It begins with a thought when you really think about it. And so uh, thoughts are things, and you become what you think about. You become what you think about. And so I want to plant some of those seeds here today, if you would, if, you, if they'll work for you, to put them into practice. And I'm going to ask you to get maybe a sticky board or put some little index cards or write them down somewhere where you can see it and remind yourself every day, a couple of times a day, about these uh, uh, words that I want you to put into your, 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 your mind chest there. And so the first one is, uh, I am the creator of my realities. I'll repeat it again. I am the creator of my realities. When you look around where you're at, what you have, what you don't have, where you've been, where you are going, you are the creator of that reality. At a certain point in time in life, it's up to us to make it happen. So uh, I know for myself, I am the creator of my reality. So please write that one down. I am, using that great powerful word, I am, the God within. I am the creator of my reality. That's number one. Number two, I have infinite potential and infinite power inside my mind, my thoughts, my spoken words, and therefore I can create, manifest, manifest, excuse me, and dominate whatever I put my mind to. I'll say that one again. It's a lot. I, speaking to you, speaking about yourself, I, I, point to yourself and say, I have infinite, means there's no limit to it. There's no limit to it. There's no limit to it. I have infinite potential and infinite power inside my mind, my thoughts, my spoken words, and therefore, I can Create, underline that word create, I can create, manifest, bring it to life, manifest, and dominate, dominate, I'm over it, whatever I put my mind to. I mean, just saying that, if you you say that right now to yourself, doesn't doesn't that lift you up a little bit? Does that pick you up? Does that open your mind a little bit more to see what your possibilities are? You know, sometimes some of us are in, in such a dark place that we can't even sometimes see that light is there or that possibility is there. So I'm here today to empower that. I'm here to share that with you. And it all starts with those words. It all starts with those words. Okay? And so the next one, number three, moving quickly here, is I have the ability through the spoken word just like the creator, to call those things that are not as though they are. 
me. I, meaning you again, I have the ability through your spoken word, just like the creator, which you are, to call those things that are not as though they are. You know, it goes back to imagination rules the world. Who you see is who you will be. Who you see is who you'll be. You know, sometimes you, you think about that. You see a beautiful car go by, a luxury car go by, and say, I'm going to have that car. You just spoke that out into the universe. That went somewhere, and it's going to come back somewhere once you put it into action. Those thoughts, those spoken words become a thing. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. You know, so be careful of the words you use. You know, they say life and death is what? In the power of the what? The tongue. And therefore, you shall have whatsoever you say. Conceive it means just giving birth in your mind. When you conceive, you've got to conceive it first. When you conceive something, that's that seed that's planted in your head. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? It came a lot of times from your creator. That seed of greatness is coming from that source. Then you've got to believe it because the universe, the creator can give it to you, but then you may have that self-doubt that talks you out of it. So you've got to believe. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. So you conceive it, then you believe it. Your whole attitude changes when you start believing it. Then step three is you're going to take action on it. Take action on it. You ain't going to daydream about it. You're not going to keep procrastinating on it. You're not going to keep sitting around and talking about it. You're going to take action on it. Start writing it down getting it down, making a to-do list on it, set up a goal and time frame on it, and go to it to do it. And then last, before you know it, you're going to achieve it. So that's number three. Number four, life, you will not stop me, and I'm taking my future now. That's a great antidote right there. I'll say it again. Life, talking about anything that comes at you that's not – corresponding, not lining up, setbacks, throwbacks, disappointments, failures, starting over, bad relationships, businesses that might have went sour and sideways and, you know, things that you tried that just didn't work out. It didn't last. It didn't, it didn't fulfill the promise that you thought it was going to have. This is life. This is life. But you, you don't get bitter, you get better. You don't get bitter, you get better, and you just go on with the mantra that I use is life. You will not stop me, and I'm taking, I'm taking, you got to take it. I'm taking my future now. As the sister said earlier, um, you know, you, you got to push forth. You're being tried. You're going through the drossing of bringing out the best, the purity within yourself, and every greatness, every uh, wonderful, outstanding achievement has to be tested. That's what makes it the strength and the success that it is. It was tested. And it won at the end. So don't get mad when you get tested. Don't get mad when you run into the opposition. Don't get mad when you don't succeed at the first try. It is a test of your strength. It's a test of your ability. It's a test of your stamina. It's a test of your stamina. And so you just look at the situation, look at the problem, look at the challenge, or you look at the opportunity, and no matter how big, how tall, how wide, how deep, how far it may seem far off, you just continue to say, life, you will not stop me, and I'm taking 
my future now. Because it is, it's all about now time. It's about now time. Doing it now, doing it now, do it now. So that's number four. Let's go on to number five. We've got two more left for you. Number five okay, is today I am succeeding over all resistance. Today, that great powerful word, I am succeeding over all resistance. That's that mindset once again. It's starting in the mind. It's starting in the mind, planting the new seeds, putting in that new DNA, maybe breaking that old code that was in there that was harboring and holding down thoughts of greatness and thoughts of opportunities and thoughts of starting over and thoughts of beginning again. It's in the mind that it rises up. And so you have to look at it and say, today I am succeeding over all resistance. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can hold me. Nothing can contain me. That's going to give you the, the gumption. The, it's going to give you the, 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 the strength to get up and go do it, to go do it, whatever that is that you set out before yourself to go do that. And here's the last one, and then we'll move in, okay? Number six, I am that creative, powerful force again. I am. Whenever you put I am in front of something, you're calling up the God within you. I am. As Moses said, I am. When he said, when, they, when, when, when Moses asked uh, uh, the, uh, God, you know, who should I tell him sent me to Pharaoh? Who should, I send, who should I tell Pharaoh sent me? He said, tell him I am, that I am sent you. So this is the same one speaking to you today. I am. So the number six is I am a powerful, creative, influential force for good and abundance. Ooh, put that one in there. I am a powerful creative, influential force for good and abundance. That's who you are. You know, there's an old saying that I heard from one of my mentors years ago. He said, Rashad, if you say something over and over and over and over long enough, even if it's not true, it'll be really you. Because that's how the mind works. That's how the mind works. And we're not today just talking to your conscious mind on level one. I want to talk today to that deeper, more intuitive, that more uh, uh, spiritual, that subconscious mind, the one that's awake even when you sleep, that mind right there, that's the one I want to talk to about putting these affirmations in. So that are six of the keys right there I wanted to use towards how do you succeed over all resistance. Well, step one, it begins with the self-talk, the self-talk, because you have to ask the question, who talks to you more than anybody else in this world? You do. And who are you talking to? Yourself. And so it's very important what you put into your mind, what you put into your spirit, what you put into your soul, because what you put in is what comes out. You know, if we was to cut an orange open and squeeze that orange out, what would you get? Orange juice. Why? Because that's what's inside. And so it's, it's imperative, you know, to continue to study, continue to learn. You're on the university of the learning journey. You know, it didn't end when you finished high school. You got your GED. You got your master's. You got your PhD. It's a lifelong journey. You know, they say that learners are earners. I'm sorry. Let me back up on that one. Readers are leaders, and leaders are learners, and learners are earners. I'll say that again. Readers are leaders. 
talk to most people in most corporations, most businesses that have excelled and done really, really well for themselves. They'll show you their library. They'll show you the books they read because where they stand today, they're standing on those books. So readers are leaders. Leaders are learners. They're learners, and learners are earners. So put that little one in the nugget box, if you would, too, and, and start investing in yourself. So to, re- to succeed over all resistance, you have to invest in you. You know, every year we invest in drinking tea, drinking coffee, invest in cable, invest in new, uh, you know, outfits for ourselves. We've got to invest in our car to keep it going, you know. But when do we invest in our minds? When do we go out and buy a book or download a book that's going to help us excel and go up? You know, and so that is one of the keys. You know, the old saying is that a man who will not read or study is no better than a man who cannot read. A man who will not read is no better than a man who will not read. All right, so put your mind to work every day. I know you have at least 15 minutes a day, whether you're getting dressed in the morning or at night before you go to bed. you got time to read. you got time to look into what it is you're going in for to become greater than you are today. That's what success is all about. It's getting past the resistance. What is the resistance on the other side of success? Resistance in the mind is where it's, it's, it's that mindset where you refuse, the mind is refusing to accept or comply with maybe some information or directive you're giving. That's resistance. Resistance can also be a physical force where you're trying to get past somebody like a bodyguard and he's holding you back. That's the physical resistance. But then there's that other resistance that is, is working in the mind and working on your, your, yourself that, you know, is telling you what you can't do, what you won't do, or just settling and not moving forward on what it is you want. And so that's that resistance. And so what does it take to replace the resistance? You've got to have some other key elements, which one of the keys is those affirmations to help you propel over and past the negative, you know, because, you know, I know it's so easy you know, to, to sometimes you, you have a goal, you want to get going somewhere, but every time you, you, you get ready to do it, you want to sit down and watch TV. You want to talk to friends and family on the phone because you see the phone ringing and you just feel like you have to answer it. No, you don't have to answer it. Let it go to voicemail, you know. Uh, you may be letting music get in the way because you want to hear that one more song, that one more uh, situation on that music or whatever, and so you're letting the music take over. Maybe it's the sleep that's getting in your way. You know, you feel so tired when you come in. You feel like you can't do nothing else, and, you know, you're not finding ways and avenues to, to maybe cut back on a little sleep. You can save an hour off of sleep here and an hour off of sleep there and get those extra two hours. Those are the golden two hours that you can utilize to help take your step further. So you've got to say, I'm going to sleep a little less and do a little bit more, okay? Then there's the procrastination uh, spirit that comes around where you say, well, you know, I'll get to it at 5 o'clock. I'll get to it at 7 I'll get to it uh, once the kids leave. I'll get to it once, uh, you know, they, they come home from school. I'll get to it when everybody goes to bed at night. I'll get to it on Thursday. I'll get to it on Saturday. I'll get to it on Sunday. You know, you just keep finding excuse after excuse after excuse. And you know what's moving? Time. You see, time is the master chess game player. Either you move on it or it moves on you. And when time backs you up in that corner, and you got to lay down the king, what is it called? Checkmate. And so you don't want to get checkmate. You want to be taking those actions to get going. You know, sometimes it's hard to get going because you may not have no goals. Maybe you don't have no aim yet in life, no clarity. You don't even know what you want. 
Maybe you're chasing fantasies and other things that are not even relevant to where you should be going. But succeeding over all resistance, I feel it comes back to this simple premises here. The success part is coming from being able to surmount, to accomplish, to win, to overcome, to meet and exceed the challenge, to hit your goal, to achieve a given task. All these are different types of succeeding. You could do that individually. You could do it as a team. You could do it as a company. You know, these are all different ways to succeed. Uh, but success for me on a personal level, this is the one that we're talking about today here. Hopefully everybody's tuned in for the personal level that they'll walk away with. On a personal level, success is the realization of discovering your true God-given gifts and purpose and allowing it to be a blessing to hundreds and thousands of maybe even millions of people around the country and around the world. It's the type of success that causes influence, influence, the kind of success that causes a legacy, the kind of success that, that keeps on going even after you're gone, that type of influence. And I know sometimes people think if they become famous that, that, they, that they've arrived, but let's not never confuse fame with influence. You know, Nelly Vanelli, the group, I don't know, you know, some of you may be too young to remember, Vanelli, Nelly Vanelli, who was the lip singer that came out way back, and I, I may be telling my age uh, from the Coca-Cola era, but there was a group called Nelly Vanelli, and they were a pop star group, and they were singing, and they went on to a, a fast flame star shooting up, and then it came to, and then they finally found out very quickly that these people were just lip singing. They weren't really singing the song. And so a lot of artists and people were, were very upset that they were making this money and not even really singing a song, as the story goes. But, you know, these people were famous, but they weren't influential. When you talk about influential people, we're talking about people like Dr. Martin Luther King, maybe a Malcolm X, maybe a Gandhi, maybe a Robert Johnson of BET. So these are people that have done something that still has a lasting impact today. Influences. It has a lasting impact in which is still in what's still going on today. You know, I was out at a um, at a, uh, a food festival uh, just over the weekend, and on the stage performing, they had music and other performers up there. There was somebody who was emulating Michael Jackson, doing all the moves, doing all his songs, and doing all the dances and everything. You know, that's influence, even though his body is physically gone, his spirit, his legacy, his music is still living on, and people are still appreciating and are still uh, in awe at what he accomplished and what he did on that level. And so um, that is what success is. So let's get back to this thing about succeeding over all resistance. And on this part, I said it's the realization and discovery of your true gift and purpose. See, I think that's why sometimes people are kind of frustrated, lost, or confused, don't have the clarity because – and, and sometimes they're chasing a lot of other uh, business ideas or they are looking to see what's successful out there. And maybe I'll do this. And I've seen this guy on YouTube, and he's got all the cars. He's got all the house. And he's telling me if I just click this button here and follow him, I'll be able to do this. Then the next guy on the next YouTube channel, he's saying the same thing. If you click my channel and follow my directions and do this and download my book, you'll be able to do the same thing that I'm doing, have the cars, the house, the lifestyle. And it all may be true, but the thing you're missing is that you have already within you 
although you're looking outside for the success, you're looking for maybe the, uh, they, they say there's no get-rich-quick scheme and so forth and so on, but, you know, you're looking outside for the answer when really, truly, really, the answer is inside of you. See, when you came off the assembly line in the beginning, when the creator made you, he already put inside of you the success. The sister Mariama read off around 10 or 12 different uh, uh, scriptures that affirmed who you are. It affirmed what he gave you. It affirmed what you can do. And so it boils down to, you know, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will succeed is one of them. Or seek ye the kingdom first. Seek ye the kingdom first means you got to go inside. The kingdom's inside. It's not outside. It's not up in the sky. It's within you. The God within you. Seek ye the kingdom first. Then all these things. What are these things you want? What are these things you want? Then all. He didn't say some. He said all these things shall be added unto you. They're going to be added unto you, given. They're going to, all you got to do is take care of that part first. Take care of that part first. So now the question becomes, what is my gift? What is my talent? Because you all have one. You all have one. Some of you have even more. You know, I, I looked at, I work with athletes and, you know, professional uh, athletes and so forth in my, in my business, and sometimes uh, I hear how maybe they played football for 10 years. And when he was in the neighborhood and going through high school, he was the hero. And he went to college, he was the hero. He went into the pros, he made the, the, the first string, and he got in on the, uh, the, first, uh, the first draft round. He got in the, the first round. He was the first-round pick. Then he went on, he made the all-star game, and he went on to win a Super Bowl and, you know, had a nice, illustrious 12-year career, made all kinds of fantastic money. And now I look at him five and eight and ten years later after the cheering stop, after the applause after the stadium is empty. And they are a lot of times in an empty state. So was that really his gift? Or was that just a talent he had? But now, what about the rest of his 30, 40, 50 years of his life? I, I can't believe that the, that the God of the universe just, just gave him enough just to do that, and that was it. That was his whole, that was his whole story. I believe that there's more in there. I believe that there's more that uh, they, they miss a lot of times because they focus on that one thing, you know, I know our creator has given us our work. We have always learned how to get a job, learn a skill and get a job. But don't confuse your job for your real mission in life. Your real mission in life is your work. See, because a man, a woman, a company can take away your job, but they can never take away your God-given work. And as long as you know what your work is in the kingdom building process, whatever part you're supposed to play, there's no unemployment in kingdom building. <laughs> there's no unemployment in harvesting. And so finding that gift, finding out what your special purpose is, that's, that's how you're going to re succeed over all resistance. Knowing what your special purpose is is going to allow you to do that. And how do you do that? You're going to have to sometimes just meditate and pray. You know, sometimes you got to Ask and you shall receive, as they say, right? Knock and the door shall be open. And so sometimes we don't know. You know, we, we, we think we're good at this and we're, we may be okay at that. But what is it that I really came here? The way that you will know, the way that you will know what your real gift is, is that when you line it up and see that it's going to be able to bless hundreds and thousands of other people from what you're doing, now you know that you're in line with your gift. And the other key that you'll know when it's your gift is that 
when you are doing it, it will no longer even seem like work. It will be a labor of love. See, I never work no more. I don't even work. What I'm doing is not even work. This is a labor of love. And when you have a labor of love, you never work anymore. And so there's some athletes that used to say back in the day, I love this game so much, I would almost do it for free. I remember Michael Jordan said that. He said, I love playing basketball so much, I would almost do it for free. It was a labor of love. Oprah, it's a labor of love. Tiger Woods, back in the day when he was in his zone, it was a labor of love. But they had to master. Each one of them had to master what it is they're going into. See, you don't chase success. Don't go after success. You go after building value in the marketplace. You go after building value in yourself. How do you do that? The books, the reading, getting around the right association, the right group of people. You got to get around people that are doing better than you, okay? I can get better playing against Michael Jordan back in his day or maybe a um, LeBron James today. I can get better playing him. He'll beat me. You know, if we play 50 games back-to-back one-on-one, he's going to beat me 50 out of 50 times. But guess what? Every time I lose, I'm getting better. Every time I lose, I'm getting better. Every time I lose, I'm getting better. First time, I might have only got two points. Second time, I got four. Next time, I might get six, eight. By the time we play 50 games, I might be up to maybe 10 points on them. Maybe that's it. But now when I go against somebody less than a LeBron James somewhere down the road, I can probably score 20 or 30 on them. Why? Because I played against the best. I went up against the best. And so in putting yourself together and putting together the keys and the things you're going to need to continue to move forward, get around people that's going to make you better. Invest in yourself, okay? I know sometimes your company will invest in you and other things, but you got to have the initiative to invest in you. you got to set it up and say, okay, this month I'm going to read a book. You know, how many books does the average American read today? All right? The studies say that the average American only reads maybe outside of Facebook. Facebook does not count, folks, okay? Outside of Facebook, they say the average American only reads one book a year, one book a year. So imagine if you were three books in an area of your specialty or four or five, one book a month, one book a month. You're getting through. Now at the end of 12 months, you read 12 books. At the end of those 12 books, you are probably one of the best spoken, best prepared people in your area in that subject. In two years, if you continue to do the same thing, you'll probably be known all throughout your state. In three years, if you continue to do the same thing, you'll probably be known throughout the country. God has given you a gift. I don't know if that gift is baking. I don't know if that gift is becoming uh, some type of resource center person, but I know that within you, you are the answer to a problem. Everybody here is, is sent on a mission to solve some type of problem. And so when you figure out what problem you're here to solve, what problem you're here to uh, make people's lives better, that's where your gift is at. You're making people's lives better based on something that you're doing. And so when you can see that, when you can feel it, you'll start getting confirmations, you'll start getting revelations, and then you'll start going into motion and start writing it down on what I need to do. When you start doing that, now you're going to move past the things that are going to start slamming into you because you already have the keys. You got the key. But in your mind, in your mind, in your deep, deep mind, there may be a hundred doors that you have to go through to get through in order to succeed. And so you got to try each door. Some people figure out which door they get to faster than the others. But you got to have that relentless attitude. you got to have that plan. you got to take those action steps to get towards it. 
You got to be relentless. And the other key is that self-talk. You know, when I think about people like Tyler Perry, I think of people like people like Jay uh, Will Smith or Robert Johnson, formerly of BET. You know, I can only imagine how many setbacks, how many disappointments, how many times that they've heard no, how many times they had to go through rejection, how many times people told them it wouldn't work, how many times people thought they were crazy. Look at the Wright brothers. Who do you think you're going to put this thing up in the air and it's going to fly? Are you kidding me? No way it's going to happen. So it's that self-talk that keeps you on point, the self-talk. But you got the keys, and the keys are in your mind. You just got to go around to each one of those doors and keep trying that door and don't say no. Take that next one and keep going. Take that next one and keep going till you get there. Okay? Your mind, M-I-N-D, is just like a, a diamond. And where do you find diamonds at? You find diamonds down in the mind. In the mind, okay. that's right. In the mind, that's right. In the mind. And to get into that mind, you've got to the word deep. down power on that. Yes. Because the, 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 the diamonds are not on the top of the mind. You've got to go deep, 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 deep down inside the mind. And then when you pull that diamond out, it doesn't look like a diamond. It does not look like a diamond when you originally get it. It looks like a piece of charcoal. You ever seen charcoal that you put on the a barbecue pit on the summer, summer barbecues? That's what a mm-hmm. diamond looks like in its raw state. But what brings out that brilliance? What makes it unique? What makes it that powerful, polished, rare commodity that hundreds and thousands of people want and they're willing to pay the high price for it? Is that diamond being cut? How do you cut a diamond? With another diamond. With hmm. another diamond. So you cut a diamond with a diamond. So you've got to bring somebody else great next to you. You've got to bring somebody else great into the midst of your life. And even though you may not be able to meet them face-to-face, you may not be able to talk to them you know, over the telephone, they left books. They left YouTube videos. They left, they left essays. They left compositions. And some of them are still alive. You've got to get into what it is that they utilize to get there. Now, remember, you'll never be them. Don't even try it. But there are some principles. There are some steps. There are some things that they use to get to where, where they got to today. So don't try to imitate nobody. Be creative and be you because you can be even greater than they uh, have taken themselves to be. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. who would have thought that somebody like Oprah Winfrey was going to surmount what Phil Donahue was? Phil Donahue back in the day was the king of, uh, of network. Uh, it wasn't even network. He was the king of, of daytime talk shows. Phil Donahue. He lasted about 25 years. Jally, Sally Raphael, that, I believe that's her name, Sally Raphael. I may be saying it incorrectly. I apologize. She was the queen of, of daytime talk shows. And then came along this little old girl from Tennessee, little Afro. Overweight, you know, never judge a book by its cover. But what did she have? She had the relentlessness. She had a plan. She took action. She refused to take no. She went through the rejection process and she got in. And then she began to hammer. And what was, I noticed, the secret of, of Oprah's success? It was, if you noticed on her shows, it was the art of giving. Giving opens up the door to receiving. Oprah was always giving away things on her show. She was one of the first TV talk shows, and I know a lot of people copy it now, that was giving away things. I mean, be talking before she did the cars, before she did the homes, before she did the trips. Oprah was always giving away things free to her audiences, and people loved her for that. So when you put that into your repertoire, you put it in with the rest of these ingredients, you will see how giving back, how giving opens up the door to receiving for you. All right, and so mm-hmm. those are some of the keys to succeeding over all resistance. And I'll just close out with this little story here about the keys to open up those doors for yourself. And it reminds me of the story of Harry Houdini. 
And I don't know if you remember or heard about the magician, the legendary magician, Harry Houdini. He was an escape artist back in the early 1900s. And uh, Harry Houdini was kind of like uh, the modern-day uh, magicians we see now in Las Vegas, the Ziegfeld and Roy's, et cetera, et cetera. And his thing was, you can put me in any type of handcuffs or, or, or the, uh, what do they call those jackets that they lock you up in, and the straight jackets and chains and put them in trunks and water, and he will find a way to get out within a certain period of time. And if he didn't, he lost the bet. And so this is how Harry Houdini made his money all over Europe, touring the world, and back here in the U.S. And so there was uh, this new prison that was just built back in 1934. It was out in the Bay Area called Alcatraz. You probably heard of that name before, Alcatraz, the great prison of Alcatraz. It was supposed to be the most impenetrable, the most biggest, strongest fortress, greatest steel work that was ever put together, designed to hold all the hardened criminals of the area in that place there. And so Harry Houdini uh, had already won other challenges at other prisons and had certificates signed off that, yep, he got out of his prison cell, he got out of his prison cell, got out of this one. And so uh, the warden offered him a challenge to come to Alcatraz to get out of that prison. And Harry Houdini had one, he had 10 minutes to do it. And so all the news media was there, and everybody was watching because everybody came just like in Vegas. They come to see if you're going to lose and not make it. And so Harry Houdini was put into the cell. To wrap the story up faster, he was put into the cell. They put a straight jacket. They put handcuffs on him. They put a straight jacket on him. They took a long winding chain and wrapped that around the straight jacket on him. And then they also put him inside. And before he was, before they closed the door, Harry Houdini, which was always his tradition kissed his wife in the mouth, which at the same time, she'd always pass a bobby pin key to him to help him pick the locks. And so she kissed him in the mouth, and they said, all right, Harry Houdini, you got 10 minutes, five, four, three, two, one, boom, the door closed, and Harry Houdini went to work. The first thing he did was dislocated both his shoulders, which he knew how to do, and pop them back into place. He dislocated his shoulders, pop, pop, popped them out, and he was able to start wiggling out of the uh, – of the uh, straitjacket. Then he was able to start picking the lock with his mouth. He turned around backwards so they couldn't see him. And he was picking the lock, picking the lock, picking the lock, and the time is winding down. He's down to seven minutes, picking the lock, picking the lock. Okay, the straitjacket's off. And now he's picking the locks off his feet, and we're down to five minutes, and he got the lock off his feet. Now he's got the handcuffs on his hands, and he's working on getting that off. He's picking the lock, picking the lock, and now he's down to the last four minutes. Harry Houdini is now standing there with his boxer shorts on because they wanted to make sure he didn't have nothing on him. And he's standing there on a white beater shirt. I hate to call it a white beater. He had on a t shirt. And he's sitting there now, his hands free, and now he goes to work on picking the lock. He's down to three minutes, and he's picking the lock, and he's picking the lock and picking the lock, and now he's down on his knees, and he's down to two minutes, and he's picking the lock and picking the lock. Oh, he is perspiring. His shirt is wet, and, you know, there's pools of water on the floor now, and he's down to one minute. They yell out, one minute, and the warden and everybody's just looking around. The news media's looking around said, he ain't going to do it this time. He ain't going to do it. And Harry Houdini is picking and picking and picking, and, and 10, 9, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Bam. They said, that's over. Harry Houdini, exhausted, tired, sweating profusely, fell onto the door, which opened because it was never locked in the first place, except in his mind. And so here we are today, ladies and gentlemen. How do you succeed over all resistance? The door is not locked. You just got to push on them. And as you push on those doors, the right one's going to open. Find your gift. Service to many leads to greatness. Service to many leads to greatness. Ask Walt Disney. Ask the people that run McDonald's. You know, how, you, know you drive past the McDonald's and that famous sign up there, over how many serve? Over one 
billion served Ray. You remember Ray? Ray Kroc? Over one billion served. Service to many leads to greatness. Yard by yard, it may seem hard, but inch by inch, anything's a cinch. Just a few small, simple things practiced daily leads to your greatness. A few small, simple things practiced daily leads to your greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here and enjoying us. Uh, Sister Mariama, I want to thank you so much for being a beautiful host and queen of this wonderful radio show. I hope that the power, the energy, and the messages of this show and all your future shows continue to go out and around the globe and uh, take out the energy, the love, and the inspiration for those that are looking for it and waiting for it. And thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Brother Samay. That was so inspiring. I'm inspired, you know. I mean, I'm going to listen back. Um, there were so many gems that were put forth, and, you know, daily affirmations do make a difference. They've made a difference in my life, you know, through the years. There's certain things that, you know, that just integral to who you are. You know, you have to decide nothing less than this will do for me anymore and just have it be that. And, you know, everything that you conveyed, you know, is, is practical information, mm-hmm. you know, hands, you. you know, hands on grassroots practical information and, you know, and your spirit is so um, effervescent and it just raises through the frequency. You know, I definitely felt what she said as well as heard what she said and, you know, and Yeshua's name. I want to thank you again. And, um, hopefully I would love to have you again, you know, um, and, um, you can con- you can check out his website at imempower.com. And uh, Mario, let me spell that out for you. dot com. I m e m p o w e r e r dot com. Again, that's i m e m p o w e r e r dot com. Blessings and grace. Blessings and, I and grace to you too, much. Blessings and your blessings. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the going gnosis.
blessings and grace as we move forward into the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Um, I wanted to reiterate, again, blessings and, and just gracious, humble thankfulness to Brother Samay Rashad and um, to check out his website, IamEmpower.com, I-M-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-R.com. And so um, I want to take a moment again and send blessings specifically and especially to Barbuda, which was declared uninhabitable. Blessings to all those that have been displaced, and um, we'll see how long, you know, and how swiftly. Let's pray for swift, you know, rebuilding and um, positive commiseration, you know, among those that are in charge of that and that ones from the island are included in those decision-making processes and that um, it goes on a way of, like, green energy, you know, and become a space that's green and that's not toxic as they are able to return. Let's blessings and grace that they're able to return and not some corporate structure that may come up and take hold, you know. So just blessings and grace to them and to all the ones that have been affected um, throughout the world as there's been many catastrophes you know, um, and displaced through acts of nature. And so on um, another note, a North Carolina mayoral candidate is slammed for listing white as a campaign qualification. A Charlotte, North Carolina mayoral candidate is receiving a lot of backlash for listing one of her qualifications as being white. According to experts, Kimberly Page Barnett posted Vote for Me, Republican and Smart, White, Traditional in a now-deleted Facebook post. The campaign message rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, including GOP chairman Robin Hay. Any suggestion that a candidate is more or less qualified for political office based on their skin color alone is offensive to North Carolina Republicans, and we condemn it, he shared in a statement. This type of suggestion has no place in our public discourse. In a response, Barnett said, there is a group called Congressional Black Caucus. I'm sorry if I described myself as white and offended others. Although she removed the post, of course, the screenshot still exists. Now, there's a Congressional Black Caucus because once they are elected to Congress, they convene together to ensure, um, just like, you know, there's other caucuses that convene to ensure that the people that they represent get what's coming and they can move in blocks as opposed to individuals and cancel out each other on different, you know, um, laws and amendments and grant-making purposes. Something I found interesting and very telling of the times is that Spelman College is to admit transgender women in fall of 2018. Spelman College recently updated the enrollment policy to include transgender women. According to The Root, the all-female institution will start admitting transgender women come to the 2018-2019 school year. The school's president, Mary S. Campbell, announced the new policy on Tuesday. Spelman College, a historically black college whose mission is to serve high-achieving black women, will consider for admission students, including students who consistently live their, live their life and self-identify as women, regardless of their gender assignment at birth. So, you know, our institutions, female institutions in general, and black ones specifically, this one, 
you know, there is no component of women are women. I, I'm personally offended by the term transgender woman. I think they need to have a new term. I think women shouldn't even be a part of the term. You know, God bless those that are and fall in that and feel that they are. And, you know, I have personally nothing against them living their lives. But the word woman, that's not what you are. So she continued, Spellman does not admit male students, including students who self-identify and live consistently as men, regardless of their gender assignment. If a woman is admitted and transitions male while a student at Spellman, the college will permit the student to continue to matriculate and graduate at Spellman. This is a weird world that we're standing in right now. You know, and we have to send prayer frequencies of, of, you know, abolishment of this kind of madness because there should be safe spaces for women. That's what this is about. On an intrinsic level, there is where the safe, the ladies' room is not safe. Look at the dressing room is not safe. Now the all-female college, there's no space. Why are they trying to, to you know, demolish the womb? Overstand. And not create a security for it. It's a, you know, learn and grow from each other. And on theguardian.com, it says here that median wealth of black Americans will fall to zero by 2053. Again, it's on the, this is on theguardian.com. Okay. Median wealth of black Americans will fall to zero by 2053, warns a new report. Study predicts huge and growing gulf between white U.S. households and everyone else could be disastrous for future of America's middle class. So by 2020, median black and Latino um, households stand to lose nearly 18% and 12% of wealth they held in 2013, respectively, while median white household wealth increases by 3%, the report says. At that point, just three years from now, White households are projected to own 86 times more wealth than black households and 68 more times wealth than Latino households. With the U.S. set to become a a majority minority, they still want to put that word minority in there, but with the U.S. set to become majority minority by 2044, research says this spells major economic peril for the nation. If the racial wealth divide continues to accelerate, the the economic conditions of black and Latino households will have increasingly adverse impact on the economy writ large. Because the majority of the U.S. households will will no longer have enough wealth to stake their claim in the middle class. The authors cite the legacy of discriminatory housing policies and upside-down tax system that helps the wealthiest households get wealthier and the economic effect of mass incarceration as among the root causes of the discrepancies. So the middle class didn't just happen by market forces, and the whiteness of the middle class didn't just happen by market forces. Both were intentional, said Dedrick Asante Muhammad, a senior fellow at Prosperity Now, one of the report's authors. Take home ownership, which has been primarily means by which Americans of modest middle class income are able to build generational wealth after the broken promise of 40 acres and a mule to newly freed slaves 
Virtually nothing was done to endow black Americans with the share of the wealth generated by centuries of slave labor, the same labor that directly or indirectly helped build most of the wealth enjoyed by white Americans. So um, this is even more of a reason, you know, just to prove this report wrong, (laughs) to empower yourself, just because they said it don't make it so, right? We make it so, the most high makes it so. But this is the spell, understand the words. This is the spell that they're spinning. You know, because it's, because right now it says majority minority by 2044. So that way they have established a foothold of supremacy, as we're seeing enacted by the laws that Trump is signing into place and the way he's playing chess on the board right now. So we must empower ourselves. And on UK.Rooters.com, the U.S. will not issue some visas in four nations and deportation crackdown. So um, the U.S. State Department on Wednesday will stop issuing certain kind of visas to certain citizens in Cambodia, Eritrea, Guinea, and Sierra Leone because the nations are not taking back their citizens that the U.S. wants to deport. So they won't allow any of the officials or their families or anyone to come into this country. And um, there's a list of like 12 countries that's on the list for that to happen to, but so far, just those four. Um, So the wall, at least the paper wall, is up. And on usatoday.com, a Canadian judge wore a Make America Great Again hat to court on the bench. And praise the most high, he was suspended without pay. And that's in Canada. Here, the police shoot people and they get, you know, reduced to death duty with pay. At least the Canadian judge who donned a red Make America Great Again hat in court the day after President Trump was elected has been suspended without pay and given a formal reprimand. You know, so this took a while for it to go through their judicial system. And so um, that's some good news on that front. Because how can he discern and judge appropriately if he's already showing his affiliation? How is he a judge? And on Newsweek.com, the U.S. Army sends two tank brigades to Europe. Why are we sending tank brigades to Europe amid Russia tensions? The U.S. Army docked tanks and other fighting vehicles in northern Poland Wednesday, swelling its presence to two armored brigades in Europe. The reinforcement is a response to regional fears that Moscow may attempt another land grab in this former sphere of influence, overstand, Brother Semey, influence, following the annexation of Crimea from Ukraine in 2014. So um, this, so the nine-month-long rotational tour will coincide with the U.S. Army Brigade already on duty in Europe. And this is coming from the Colorado-based 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 4th Infantry Division from Fort Carson. And the coming the 3rd Brigade will help ease the newly arrived peers, teaching them lessons they have learned during their deployment. And the 2nd Brigade has spent the past year training for the tour. So by deploying to Europe and distributing our forces across the region, we provide a tangible and visible presence of the deterrent capabilities available to respond to crisis at decisive points, Gardner said. So there are troops 
and tanks and brigades and other fighting vehicles in northern Poland on behalf of the USA. And on CNET.com, Russia reportedly used Facebook um, to organize rallies in the U.S. So Russian operatives used Facebook events to remotely organize political protests in the U.S., including a 2016 anti-immigration rally in Idaho, according to the Daily Beast. The social media giant said it shut down several promoted events as part of the takedown we described last week, the Daily Beast reported Monday. So less than a week, less than a week ago, Facebook revealed it had sold $100,000 worth of ads to inauthentic accounts likely linked to Russia during the U.S. presidential election. Coupled with that disclosure, the latest in- incident underscores how Facebook can be used to influence not only opinion but behavior as well. But the bottom line is that if, if the sentiment wasn't, wasn't already there, no one would have went to these rallies. If it already didn't pique their interest in something that they were interested in, they wouldn't stop their lives and you know found sitters or took their children with them and sat someplace and listened to people speak for that amount of time. All right? So we're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. This is Put them up now Open up your eyes and see The truth will set you free Embrace your identity The truth will set you free That we just can't change what is happening And in reality we see beer by my fling Me only refuge are the king of kings It's not a lie, one mother cry The other night, another life Lost in this mess It's not a lie, one mother cry The other night, another life Lost in this mess Open up your eyes and see the truth will set you free. Embrace your identity. The truth will set you free. Oh, 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 In the blink of an eye, so many innocent die. We could change the world if we try. In the blink of an eye. So many innocent die. We've got to change it. Yes, we can do it. If we put our hearts and minds to it, we can rearrange it. So let's do it. And I know the righteous up to it. Open up your eyes and see. The truth will set you free. Embrace your identity. The truth will set you free.
blessings and grace as we move forward into technology. Um, on the telegraph.co.uk in the science section, um, robots will be replacing teachers in the classroom within the next 10 years as a part of a revolution in one-to-one learning. A leading educationalist has predicted Sir Anthony Selden, the vice chancellor of the University of Buckingham, said intelligent machines that adapt to suit the learning styles of individual children will soon render traditional academic teaching all but redundant. The former master of Wellington College said programs currently being being developed in Silicon Valley will learn to read the brains and facial expressions of pupils, adapting the method of communication to what works best for them. The new era of automated teaching promises promises an end to grouping children by year as the personalized nature of the robots will enable pupils to learn new material at their own pace rather than as part of a class. On a side note to that, um, God bless those that have ascended. My brother, Ronald, when he was young, he went to a Muslim school. My family was part of the Nation of Islam as a child. And um, he went to a Muslim school. And in the classrooms, they had all ages being taught together. And it was just a matter of who adapted to what. And so my brother ended up being skipped twice. And he was in college at the age of 15. God bless him. And, um, you know, a ride to college, you know, so that has always been known. It's just not widely used, but they're going to use computers. They're going to use robots now to do what should have been done all along. So this is going to be impacting schools um, within the next 10 years. They're building this base. And so startups on Wired.com, startups are finally taking on food stamps. Food stamps, okay, so thanks to a new trend in civic technology that's beginning to change, young tech workers have increasingly have increasingly um, they have increasingly been using the new technology that they have to bring about um, better ways to assist in social programs. You know, with the user base of nearly 43 million Americans, um, Gray Bill now uses Fresh EBT, an amp launched by mobile software startup Propel. The app allows her to check her balance on her phone and organize her budget, her budget around local deals using an online shopping list. So keeping tabs on her account lets her know what she can and can't buy while she shops. So if I need to check my balance outside of the grocery store, I can just privately look, look on my phone. So with over 250,000 active users, Fresh EBT is primed for growth. And in April, Propel announced $4 million in seed funding from big names like Andresian Horowitz. Yet Propel is one of just several companies stepping up level to the technology for public sector services. Some states such as Texas and New York have managed to roll out new websites and apps that help manage welfare recipients, manage their benefits, but not all of their peers have innovated as quickly. So, I mean, this is this innovation is shifting, you know, the private and nonprofit sectors where companies are using both classic venture capital models and more traditional forms of state contracting to significantly improve civic technology. So um, that's an opening for the entrepreneurs out there and the civic minded, you know, and what ways technology can be utilized for an idea you may want to express. And on theguardian.com, 
face-reading AI will be able to detect your politics and IQ. So um, Stanford University professor who went viral last week for research suggesting that artificial intelligence can detect whether people are gay or straight based on photos said sexual orientation was just one of the many characteristics that algorithms would be able to predict through facial recognition. So using photos, AI will be able to identify people's political views, whether they have high IQs, whether they are predisposed to criminal behavior, whether they have a specific personality traits, and many other private personal details that could carry huge social consequences, he said. So, um, He's saying, you know, faces contain a significant amount of information. And using large data sets of photos, sophisticated computer programs can uncover trends and learn how to distinguish key traits with a high rate of accuracy. So Gaydar AI, an algorithm used online dating photos to create a program that can correctly identify sexual orientation of 91% of the time with men and 83% with women just by reviewing a handful of photos. This is deep. (laughs) So they're going to be able, you know, so AI is really, you know, intrusive. So um, Kosinski is also known for his controversial work on psychometric profiling, including using Facebook data to draw inferences about personality. The data firm Cambridge Analytica has used similar tools to target voters in support of Donald Trump's campaign, sparking debate about the use of personal voter information in campaigns. So, you know, they are saying that this can make inferences even about IQ. The way they're using this technology is really um, intrusive, to say the least. And on QZ.com, QZ.com, Um, Israel found an unlikely buyer for its lab-grown meat, China. So China this week um, inked a deal um, with Israel that stands to give high-tech vegan meat companies an opening into the world's most populous country. It's a colossal market opportunity, says Bruce Frederick, head of the Good Food Institute, which supports and lobbies on behalf of meat alter- alternative interests. So the $300 million trade agreement announced on September 11th will give Chinese firms the opportunity to partner with Israeli tech companies to tackle issues relating to emissions. Yet other signals that China is serious about tampering the amount of greenhouse gases it emits. So the Chinese government last week, September 9th, said it was joining the U.K., France and India into taking steps to decrease the number of petroleum-powered cars sold in the country. So this decision goes hand-in-hand with a new policy the government handed down last year in which it committed to nudging its citizens to eat less meat and eggs. So um, they feel that the animal agriculture industry is a major contributor to global emissions and a growing problem in China. I think it's all those companies, all those manufacturing plants that's really the issue, and that's affecting the land, you know, and the people. And so on, um, also, again, on Wired.com, an AI chatbot will now hire you. So um, 
in Silicon Valley, more diverse, Maya Systems, the San Francisco-based artificial intelligence company that was um, co-founded in 2012 by Grayevsky, has built its strategy on a single idea, reduce the influence of humans in in, um, recruiting. Reduce the influence of humans in recruiting. We're taking out bias from the process, he he says. And so... um, the program that seeks to automate the bias out of recruiting is HireVue. Using intelligent video and text-based software, HireVue projects the best performance for a job by extracting as many as 2,500 data points from video interviews used by companies like Intel, Vodafone, Unilever, Nike. HireVue assessments are based on everything from facial expressions to vocabulary. They can even measure such abstract qualities as candidate empathy. Empathy. HireVue CTO Lauren Harson says through HireVue, candidates are getting the same shot regardless of gender, ethnicity, age, employment gaps, or college attended. That's because the tools apply the same process to all applicants who in past risk being evaluated by someone whose judgment could be based on mood and circumstance. So um, although AI recruiters aren't widely used, their prevalence in HR is increasing according to Aman Alexander, a project management director at the consultancy firm CEB, which provides a large range of HR tools such as corporations as AMD, Comcast, Philips, Thomas Routers, and and Walmart. Demand has been growing rapidly. Um, He says, adding that the biggest users aren't tech companies, but rather large retailers that hire in high volume, meaning that the main attraction is automation, is efficiency rather than a fairer system. There's going to be AI bots that's making the decisions of who's being, you know, hired and fired, and it's increasing. So that's even another reason, you know, to empower yourself, you know, and um, get your hustle together because you can't depend because the times are changing like the wind, so you have to adjust your sails. Overstand, you have to adjust your sails. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Urbanology. Never, never give in to Babylon. No matter what them try, no matter where them come with AI. Yes, I am a talking. Rasta no act like it. You even must take like with this tobacco where you're smoking. If you're guilty, then you're just squawking. We burn Eden. Yes, I am a talking. Rasta no act like it. You even must take like with this tobacco where you're smoking. If you're guilty, then you're just squawking. Then you just go on, bend them say dance in your yard before you dance abroad. So me a dance in my yard before me dance abroad. A judgment a woman the name feet a crap a put the youth them now go see cause I would not them a fall up a bell and no fear. The youth them now go hear say if you use a MFC then you could a disappear. I know come fi promote smoking but front door in a 
just addicted. Who up who not listen? Cause I am woman enough, man I go fly up. Me no sell rubber, I go make your key and road dry up. I got a deadly plan where Babylon cook up a right. I feel make just a spital full up. Them bring it come plant fields, slow down the slave them. Feel make them so we and forget about them problem. They youth them a look to iron eyes, so make we save them.
blessings and grace as we move forward into herbnology. I'm going to talk about um, these nine herbs that boost your mood and beat the blues. You know, as we uh, move forward to take steps, you know, there are different issues that may arise, such as anxiety or depression, as you, you know, because sometimes you have to isolate to be great, overstand. So, Lang Lang, this potent flowery scent is used to treat depression and and anxiety. Lang Lang. So, you blend a few drops in your favorite body lotion um, or just keep a small bottle around to smell throughout the day or put it into your diffuser. Rose, as they say, um, stop and smell the roses. The aroma... The, the aromatherapeutic qualities of rose oil will enhance your mood and relieve mental fatigue. Plus, it has aphrodisiac qualities that can also give you a nice boost. And so, and so since much of our energy, our chi, prana, is based on our sexual centers. St. John's wort, also known as a moon enhancer, can be taken as tea or a tincture and has been proven to relieve sadness and melancholy. Um, and it also helps you get better sleep and milk thistle taken as a tea or in capsules. Milk thistle has been used to remedy depression. Bonus quality is great for cleansing the liver and toxins in your body, and that can definitely affect your mood, um, especially if you do drink alcohol, you know. So ginkgo biloba, although ginkgo was not traditionally thought of as a remedy for depression, it's commonly used to bring about mental energy and mental clarity. So when you find yourself wrapped up in a mental fog, this stuff can help you see through it your way out of it. Um, valerian, if you have some, insi- some in- insomnia and anxiety, valerian has sedative qualities that can help and um, when it's absolutely necessary to help you, you know, get to sleep because when you're rested, you wake up having a better mood. And um, rhodiola rosea, um, traditionally used in Siberia to help deal with the harsh life and climate, rhodiola, um, spelled R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A, may be helpful to you too. So the herb increases mental sharpness and reduces physical and mental fatigue while reducing depression and anxiety. And um, that, last but not least, Sammy, um, short um, S-A-M-E, is not really an herb. Um, and it's short for S-adenoslimethonine. <laughs> S-adenoslimethonine. Um, Sammy is not traditionally an herb, but a naturally occurring molecule in all living things. As a supplement, it's been well proven to lift mood and even create mildly euphoric feelings. It's also used as a treatment for arthritis. And Sammy has no side effects, even in high doses, and has a large clinical body of evidence supporting its use as depression treatment. And it's been actually used as natural Prozac for decades around the world. It's just now catching on in um, America. So, again, that's Sammy, Rhodiola, Rosia, Valerian, Ginkgo Biloba, Milk Thistle, St. John's Wort, Rose, Elang Elang, and Lavender. Those are nine herbs that will boost your mood and beat the blues as you push, as you push forth in the world. And she was named. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
church lady Can you spare her a song? Cause glory hallelujah Ain't enough for her wrong Church lady Can she borrow some time? Cause she needs to sit down And reflect on her
somebody too. So church lady, sing her that song. Sing her that song. Sing her that song. Sing her that song. Your dirty ass, 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 your
and I've taught you how to speak before the rulers. See that I have come down and spoken and have exerted myself and have won my crown when I saved you. I came down to live with you so you might also live with me. And when I found that your houses had no roofs, I lived in houses that could receive me when I came down. Overstand. I lived in houses that could receive me when I came down. And when I found that your houses had no roofs. Trust me, my brothers, understand what the great light is. The father does not need me. A father does not need a son, but it is a son who needs the father. To him I am going, for the father of the son is not in need of you. Listen to the word. Understand knowledge. Love life. And no one will persecute you, and no one will oppress you other than yourselves. Other than yourselves. Know yourselves. When we heard this, we became sad. But when we saw that, but when he saw that we were sad, he said, I say this to you, that you may know yourselves. The kingdom of heaven is like a head of grain that is sprouted in a field. And when it was ripe, it scattered its seed. And again, it filled the field with heads of grain for another year. Back to what Brother, Brother Simei said earlier. You know, that can bless many. And when it was ripe, it scattered its seed. And again, it filled the field with heads of grain for another year. So with you... Be eager to harvest for yourself a head of grain of life that you may be filled with the kingdom. And as long as I am with you, pay attention to me and trust in me. But when I am far from you, remember me. And remember me because I was with you and you did not know me. Blessings will be on those who have known me. Shame on those who have heard and have not believed. Blessing will be on those who have not seen but yet believe. And once again, I appeal to you. I am disclosed to you as I am building a house useful to you when you find shelter in it. And it will support your neighbor's houses when theirs threatens to collapse. I tell you the truth. Shame on those for whom I sent down there. Blessings will be on those who are going up to the Father. Again, I warn you, you who are, be like those who are not, that you may be with those who are not. <laughs> Overstand. Be like those who are not, that you may be with those who are not. Don't let the kingdom of heaven become a desert within you. Don't be proud because of the light that enlightens. Rather, act towards yourselves as I myself have toward you. I have put myself under a curse for you to save you. Peter responded to these comments and said, Sometimes you urge us on toward the kingdom of heaven, but at other times you turn us away, Master. Sometimes you encourage us, draw us toward faith, and promise us life, but at other times you drive us away from the kingdom of heaven. The man answered and said to us, I have, a, I have offered you faith many times and have revealed myself to you, James, and you have not known me. Now I see you often rejoicing, and although you are delighted about the promise of life, you are sad and gloomy when you are taught about the kingdom. Nevertheless, through faith and knowledge have received life, so disregard rejection when you hear it. Disregard rejection when you hear it. 
So when you hear about the promise, be joyful all the more. I tell you the truth, whoever will receive life and believe in the kingdom will never leave it. And never, and not even the Father wants to banish him. This is all I shall tell you at this time. Now I shall ascend to the place from which I have come. When I was eager to go, you have driven me off, and instead of accompanying me, you have chased me away. Be attentive to the glory that awaits me. And when you have opened your heart, listen to the hymns that await me up in heaven. Today I must take my place at the right hand of my Father. I have spoken my last word to you. I shall depart from you, for a chariot of spirit has carried me up. And from now on I shall strip that I may be clothed. Pay attention. Blessings on those who have proclaimed the sun before he came down, so that when I did come, I might ascend. Blessing three times over on those who were proclaimed by the sun before they came into being, so that you might share with them, so that you may share with them. So we have to share each one, teach one, each one, reach one. When he said this, he left. We knelt down. Peter and I gave thanks and sent our hearts up to heaven. We heard with our ears and saw with our eyes the noise of the wars, a trumpet blast, and great turmoil. When we passed beyond that place, we sent our minds up further. We saw with our eyes and heard with our ears hymns, angelic praises, and angelic rejoicings. Heavenly majesties were singing hymns, and we rejoiced too. Again, after this, we wished to send our spirits up to the majesty. When we ascended, we were not allowed to see or hear anything. The other students called to us and asked us, What did you hear from the teacher? What did he tell you? Where did he go? We answered them, He ascended. He gave us his right hand and promised all of us life. He showed us children coming after us, having commanded us to love them, since we are to be saved for their sakes. When they heard this, they believed the revelation, but they were angry about those who would be born. Not wishing to give them a reason to take offense, I sent each of them to different locations. I myself went to Jerusalem, praying that I may acquire a share with the loved ones who are to come. I pray that the beginning may come from you. This is how I can be saved. They will be enlightened through me by faith, by my faith, and through another that is better than mine. And through another that is better than mine, I wish mine to be the lesser. Do your best to be like them and pray that you may acquire a share with them. Beyond what I have said, the Savior did not disclose any revelation to us on their behalf. We proclaim a share for those for whom the message was proclaimed, those whom the Lord has made his children. Those whom the Lord has made his children. Okay, so we have to be filled, and we have to bake the vessel. You know, sometimes you have to empty it out first unbecome so that you can see clearly, you know, unbecome so that you can be. In Jesus' name, in the Most High's name. You know, and so Jesus is the fruit of knowledge, and, you know, that's the bottom line. Is the fruit of knowledge, you know, and we have to accept who we are, just like the song said, proclaim our identity, you know, and and walk in it and be who we're supposed to be. 
We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Blessings and grace, and I'd like to thank again, um, Brother Samay Rashad at IamEmpower.com for sharing his words of wisdom and affirmations and steps in order to soar, right? Success over all resistance, 
percent. And I want to big up the energies, my um, other co-host, the music stream that comes forth. That was um, Star, Unbreakable, Sun Ra, Godspell, Zana Romeo, Wake Up, Dennis Ferrer, Church Lady, Shanna Tucker, Land of Milk and Honey, Divinity, Find a Way, Queen Ifrica, Grabba, Miss Baby Soul, Common Ground, Dawn Tillman, I'm Not Afraid, Kida, Mad World, Shirlene Hector, The Light, Queen Ifrica, Climb, Black Coffee featuring Zeno, and um, as well as Urban Roots, Live Forever Dubs, um, Piranha Head and Divinity featuring Carmen Rogers, The Beauty of Life, and of course the incomparable Patti LaBelle, Acapella, His Eyes on the Sparrow. Um, the Whitefield Brothers featuring Brajaka, Earthology, Cyrock, True Mastery Remix, and John Nine in a voice. I thank you again for joining on this journey on another podcast of Women's Wednesday. Be you till full and be full of love. In Yeshua's name, blessings and grace.